Hey. Hello. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. We are in 2023. I'm just so excited that we are in this new year. I'm not going to say new year, new me, but because that's not really true. I'm still the same me and you still the same you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm just so happy that we made it to this year. We woke up this morning and, you know, we're just all blessed. Completely agree. You looking good. I'm looking good. You know, (laughs) those of you who are listening are looking good. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah, we made it. But before we get into all that, I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And for all our new and old listeners, you are listening to another episode of You I Do. The podcast that is leaving what happened in 22 behind. <laughs> like parts of it. The bad stuff. The, yeah, bu- the say, bad yeah. stuff. I'm going to say, hold up. I mean, I really feel like I had a good year. I oh, mean, yeah. You got married. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The bad stuff. The bad stuff. We're leaving that behind. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Speaking of leaving stuff behind, leaving the bad stuff behind in 2022, I got to tell you about this article I read yesterday. Oh my gosh. So this lady was supposed to, I don't know how old she is. This girl was supposed to get married in December 30th in Belize. She was flying there December 27th from Southwest. They canceled her flight right before she was about to board because they were down three flight attendants. So she's calling, trying to get on another plane. Like her fiance had gone ahead a few days before her. And so she's like calling people, texting people because some folks, some of her guests weren't like flying out until the next day. So she was just like, Hey, you know, people were like, you can have my flight. She was looking up flights. Like, there was nothing. She was even trying to like fly to Cancun and then drive there and or like take a bus. Absolutely nothing. And then all the people that were like, you can have my flight instead. It's tomorrow. Southwest was like, no, you can't like just give somebody your flight. Like your name and all that stuff is associated. You can't do that. So her whole thing was, you know, like wanting to be married by the new year and all that. Like, Meanwhile, her fiance is in Belize. She's here. And so she like tries to call all her vendors to let them know like, so the wedding's not going to happen because like I'm stuck at the airport. And they're like, there were a few that were like, we'll give you some of your money back. But essentially like you still have to just come here at some point and like, like basically reschedule and get married because you've already paid. But the biggest thing was they had booked a resort for like all the guests to stay at kind of like what Chelsea was saying when we were talking about the Italy, like her wedding in Italy. So they booked this resort for everybody to just, I guess maybe like stay through the new year or whatever, like a couple days before and all that. They were like, we can't give you your money back. We can't even partially refund you. We can't even postpone this. Like basically you would have to book this all over again. And the resort alone was over $70,000. Are you serious? I was like, 
I have no idea what I would do. Like, I don't have it. Nothing from me. Like, emotionally, mentally, y'all got it. Because, like, what can you do in that scenario? Like, I posted about this on TikTok. Laniel was like, would you, like, what about wedding insurance? Like, would that have covered it? And I'm like, I'm not sure it would have. Like, maybe. But this wasn't, this wasn't an act of God. This was the airline. Like, this was a transportation issue. So maybe, maybe. But I was just like, 70 thousand dollars like part wow. of me is like if you just had seventy thousand to drop on one part of your wedding maybe you maybe you got it like that so you may not be hurting i mean probably but, not to be honest i mean i mean who knows what she or her or her husband or fiance i don't know if they got married mm-mm. you know it is january 2nd but <laughs> she's still single she's i mean still- she's still a fiance and now she, you know like that was part of it like we can't even spend new years together married like she was in the united states he's in belize wow I mean, honestly, I don't even know what I would do. I'd probably start a GoFundMe immediately. I mean, what else am I gonna do? <laughs> I mean, like, right? If, I mean, but then also her guests. Like, did her guests ever make it? I think some of the guests made it, but the majority of the guests, I don't think, were flying out until the day after. So, like, she was coming in on the twenty seventh. I think most people were coming in on the twenty eighth. So, like, they lost their money. Too. I mean, well, they lost like. If they had paid for anything they were going to do there. Because like Southwest. Well they didn't say if Southwest refunded her guests for their flights. But Southwest refunded her for her flights. Because it wasn't just her. It was like her three kids too. That she was flying with. So. Yeah. They just like could not find anything at all. She said I had seven travel agents. And my whole family sat for 18 hours trying to find a way for us to get there. We even looked at flying to Cancun and getting a bus to drive us to Belize. There was nothing. Because, too, you got to think about some of these places. Like, they may not have a lot of flights coming in. You know, like, some places may have something like several flights a day. And then other places might not have, but, like only a handful and who knows where she was coming from because that was never stated in this article it's just like you know she was trying to she was leaving from oh no she lives in st louis she lives in st louis so and her thing was she was just so shocked that like southwest didn't like personally apologize or anything because she's like i travel with southwest almost every week for work so i use this like airline all the time their service is usually better than this. I understand what's going on, but also, like, what in the world? And I was just like, <sighs> she said she cried. Like, the day she was supposed to get married, she she was just crying. Because she at home. I would, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would, too. Mm-hmm. The fact that, like, she couldn't drive to Atlanta. She couldn't drive to, like, New York. But I, I don't know if it was a matter of, like, one... What's the difference in price for like, like were all these flights already, you know, like booked out. So you'd be probably doing standby if you did find another place like you could go to and fly into. But like, 
okay, she's St. Louis, and I think St. Louis is a hub for one of the airlines, probably Southwest. That's probably why she uses it so much. But Southwest was having them issues everywhere. So even if she was probably trying to find another Southwest flight, it was probably just not like going to happen. And then these other airlines were jacking up their prices because they knew people were trying to like last minute fly because of the Southwest stuff. So like Delta had, I forgot what, um, what I saw where it was like Delta flights were like several thousand dollars just to fly from like one U S like city to another. It wasn't even like, Oh, you're flying from Atlanta to Vegas. It was like, Oh, you're flying from like New York to DC or like, DC to Atlanta, DC to like Dallas. Like this is like three, four, five thousand dollars. You know, like yeah. I mean, honestly, I just looked up um, a flight to Belize, and I just did you know travel at any time. And mm-hmm. the next flight that's heading to Belize is Wednesday, January eighteenth. <laughs> See, and that's another thing too. Like so many of these flights are like there are no flights for such a period mm-hmm. of time just because of all the Southwest stuff like that impacted everybody else. I'm sure the rest of them were excited because they like, look, we I still mean, recouping, but yeah, I mean, currently Southwest, the price isn't available. And so it doesn't look like they're going to Belize at all. Mm-mm. And so today is January 2nd and the next flight out to Belize, like I said, is Wednesday, January 18th. And Delta, American, and United looks like the only, um, yep, Delta, American, and United are the only airlines that's headed to Belize currently. And that's mid-January. So, uh, wow. Mm-hmm. It was a mess. Such a mess. Like, I felt so bad for that girl. Um, I hope it all works out. I hope she can have the wedding she wants. Maybe somebody cut her a deal. But somebody was saying on TikTok um, that, like, COVID hit Belize really hard. So, like, their tourism is still, like, rebounding from it. Whereas, like, Mexico is fine. Like, the folks are, or not fine, but, you know, like, we've seen Mm -hmm. people, plenty of people are going to Mexico. Whereas, like, Belize went to Mexico. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's like, but because, like, I guess maybe the different restrictions they had in um, Belize and all of that, like, they're still rebounding from it. So that's probably even more reason why it's like, yeah, we can't push this money aside for another time. Like, I hate that this happened to you, but if you book this space, basically you pay for everybody to eat, you know, like everybody's like for this place to still even operate for another week. So to anyone listening, that's not how your 23 started. So let's all just rejoice. <laughs> like, rejoice and be glad. in Because even though um, I was in 22, like she's still going to be feeling that in 23. She may be feeling that I in mean, 24 too. She'll probably be feeling that in like the next 10 years, to be honest. $70,000 is a lot of money just to. And that was just in one vendor space that she lost that. Like, there's still other things that she. That was the biggest amount. You know, we're the majority of it. Yeah. I mean, basically, she just lost a house, a whole house. Mm hmm. 
GoFundMe. <laughs> because how else are you going to get this money back? GoFundMe. But I wonder, like, if that would be something where her guests are like, okay, yeah, I contribute to your GoFundMe because I understand. Or would they be like, you were the one that wanted to have a wedding in Belize. You should be able to afford it no matter what, you know, like, because you you get some of them, too. Yeah, but I really don't know what to say. Um, I hate that for her. Because who knows, like, you said she has three children. Mm-hmm. So are they with her fiancé? Um, they with her. No, oh. I'm, no, I'm, no, her children. Oh, oh, like, oh, oh I see what you yeah. mean. Like, are yeah, they so with he, from her previous relationship or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And who knows what she went through previously mm-hmm. to get to this point, you know? Like, we don't know how old she is. We don't know what her struggles were, you know, to find a man, you know, like you just never know what kind of struggles people go through and for her to have her happy ending and for it not to end up in a happy ending, it's kind of sad. So hopefully they can have their wedding redo. I mean, it may not be in Belize, but maybe they can do something locally and mm-hmm. make up. I mean, well, there's no way you can make that up, but. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure her wedding was going to be beautiful because Belize is a beautiful, beautiful country. I bet. So I want to find her on LinkedIn. <laughs> I want to see what she do for a living. Like, why are you traveling all the time? You are really going to enjoy this episode. We are joined by our faves, and I won't give it away. You probably already know anyway, but we will be talking about what we're not doing in 2023. You all enjoyed this episode last year, so we're going to bring this back and give you another one. Enjoy! two special guests with us that have been on the show many many times but we love them so much we just had to bring them back so yes would you like to introduce yourselves sure hey guys i'm b b for beauty bridal makeup extraordinaire in atlanta so excited to be here so excited to catch up with my girls two of my past brides in one sitting like girl who do y'all know? It's <laughs> gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I don't know how to follow that up, but hey y'all, <laughs> Ashley Nicole <laughs> with Ashley Nicole Photography. I just I love y'all. Every time y'all ask me to come, like I come running. So I'm excited. I love B, the queen of makeup. So we're gonna have a good time. Yes. Y'all are probably our top favorites. I feel like I can say that without this is true. anyone listening and getting offended. Y'all are yeah. also, I think, probably the two vendors that have been shouted out as a vendor love the most. Look wow. at that. This is also true. This yes. is also true. Mm-hmm. I think at least five times for both. So Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. I feel so famous. No, I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> right (laughs) girl but seriously 
we just absolutely love y'all. And we need to have this episode. We need to just get some stuff out there, just kind of set the tone, kind of leave some stuff behind so we could go into 23 on a better way. Acting like we got sense. Everyone. Yeah. Needs- we need to release, relax, and but what is it? Release, relax, relate? Release. release. Mm-hmm. Look, it's the wine. <laughs> <laughs> Release, um, relax, relate. Something like that. It. I don't that's know. It. That's it. <laughs> well, y'all, we about to release a lot on this episode. So I think yes. we all have things to release. Like mm-hmm. we've all experienced things throughout this year that yeah. <laughs> the absolute ghetto. I mean some of the stuff that I experienced this year, like this has been a year of some first. Like some some of y'all not even gonna believe because it's so <laughs> <laughs> this is so crazy. It's a scam, it's been ghetto. Oh man, take it back. Just <laughs> take take this back because we don't want it. It cannot stay here. <laughs> At all. Um I would do small talk, but they should know y'all by now. If you don't you're going to get to know these two <laughs> very well, but we'll go into this or that because I just want us to get to the conversation. I just want us yes. to get to the other side. Um, but as y'all know, we play this or that every single week. It is a game where you pick between one or the other and explain why. So B, because you introduce yourself first, you'll go first and Ashley, then Tania, then we'll circle back around. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right, so to start, think of this from the aspect of like you're planning your own wedding. So okay. would you prefer to have the DJ that forgot to bring the up lights that you asked for, that you paid for, mm-hmm. or the rental company that packed the chargers in the wrong color? Like it's not even something that's salvageable. It's like we didn't have green like our wedding is not green it's like blue and pink or something (sighs) okay this is kind of hard Mm -hmm. this is kind of hard because i feel like the up lights really depend on the venue because there are a lot of places i really could just get away with not having it and it would be okay Mm -hmm. also chargers I could get away potentially with not having them. But mm-hmm. I think I'm going to prefer to have the DJ that left the up lights as opposed to having chargers that are not anywhere close to where we were supposed to be. Okay. Because I feel like that'll be right in people's face. And it's like, you're going to notice that it's wrong or mm-hmm. that it's missing because it's going to be like a big component of your table setting that's not there as opposed to child half these people don't know nothing about up lights no how so just <laughs> light these candles and go <laughs> right <laughs> what about you ashley um i'm gonna agree with b although i like the look of up lights it can definitely transform a space if especially if the charges that they chose are nowhere near what we're going with then yeah i'll take my my no up lights in my refund okay look <laughs> uh so i'm also going to go with not having any lights um i'm definitely not going to have the planner or the event designer to bring 
green chargers or whatever color that's not my color because then you know I'm not only going to be mad but then I'm also going to hear my husband's mouth and then I'm gonna hear my family's mouth and don't nobody want to hear that like on the day of the day after Mm -hmm. the next week so it's just going to be dark in there okay maybe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I think I'm going to pick the same because aesthetics but yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with that. Cause either way, you're still getting a refund. Cause either way. <laughs> All right. So round two. <laughs> would you push the wedding back by a year because you found out you're pregnant? Or would you keep your wedding date, which is two months after your due date? So you're pregnant, both scenarios. Or are we pushing back or keeping a date? Okay, so find out you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Your due date is two months after the wedding. Mm-hmm. I must still be fat either way, but <laughs> I think <laughs> <laughs> it's giving. Yeah, no, that two months is not gonna work, girl. You ain't supposed to be outside, right? You ain't supposed to be outside <laughs> yet. You're supposed to still be inside, wrapping your stomach. Wearing no, it's gonna have to be pushed back. Okay, I'm definitely pushing back. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. okay. you still gonna have bags under your no? Yeah, <laughs> but the bags, no, we gonna we gonna push it back. But you know, a lot of these new age parents and these new age people, they be right, they be right back outside. The baby's outside after like two minutes of existing. Yes. Outside and in the wind. Like, why is your baby four weeks old at a restaurant with no socks on and no hat? I can see the cradle cap in your head. You don't have to. You. (laughs) 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 No business having this baby outside, girl. Oh my god! I be feeling like the old, you know, the old aunties back in the day. They used to be sitting up there with their noses tooted up like, uh-uh, now why she got that baby out here? Yeah, I'm judging you. I don't care. I'm judging what? you. Right. <laughs> Same. Same. Ugh. I, I didn't want to be that person, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm definitely choosing the same. Honestly, like, I know when I start to gain weight, like, I get a little bit more round in the face. And so who wants like a puffy round face in those pictures? And I mean, I'd rather push it back. I'd rather Mm -hmm. us just go ahead and push that thing back so I can be fine on wedding day. Mm -hmm. And not leaking by the breast. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, push it back, girl. Push it Mm -hmm. way back. (laughs) I'm with y'all because mm-mm. And chances are you still not sleeping right, so that's, that's going to show bad. up in the pictures. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And planning a wedding and like on the day, it's just so stressful. You don't want to. I mean, hopefully you don't, but hopefully you don't have like postpartum depression and going right. through all that. And then and then the stress of planning a wedding—that's a lot. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So round three. Would you prefer to be the bridesmaid in your friend's wedding that constantly gets cheated on by her fiance? Or would you rather be the one that caught your friend's fiance the second time he cheated? Okay, I'm gonna go with two. I'm gonna go with two because I ain't gonna be in your wedding with this fool, okay? We're not <laughs> marrying him. 
we collectively <laughs> are not marrying him, ma'am. Um, and I think that, you know, because I feel like I may have been a, a private investigator in my past life, you know, I'm never going to be the friend to come to you and just be like with just like frivolous details. Like I'm coming with heart evidence, you yes. know what I mean? And so at that point, do what you will with the information, but because it's going to be so like, uh, you're not going to ask me to be in your wedding at this point, even if you decide to continue mm -hmm. to be dumb and stay, <laughs> I won't have to be a part of it. So I'm going to go with two. <laughs> okay. I have a question. How close are we? Because you know, sometimes you have those girlfriends where you're like, they're just, am I a filler? Or am I a maid of honor? I mean, am I the matron of honor? Like, what am no, I? No, you're wedding. Say you're like a like if I'm a filler, I'm a rock, I'm gonna go to the wedding. Yeah, let's say you're like a filler. You're not like in the top three, but you maybe of seven bridesmaids, you number five. You number I would be in the wedding. And I only say that because most women know you know who you're you know you got. And I feel like um if everybody knows it, she knows it as well. Like she's not the the odd one out that doesn't know her her situation. And I feel like trying to stop, you know how we know how we do some trying to tell somebody about their man and then they end up getting mad at you. Well, if you happy, I mean, I'm pretty sure I would have already expressed, you know, my disdain for the situation. But if you're still going to go do it, well, I'm going to support you be there once the house, you know, burns down, too. Or once you burn it down, I'll be there. But I'm going to go to the wedding and, and get my drink on. So and cha cha slide, Lord, yeah. <laughs> and swag, sir. All, right. All of it. <laughs> you said cha cha slide. I can't. Oh my god. Um, I think I would want to catch her man cheating, so I can tell her don't marry him, and if she does not listen, then that's on her. But. Mm -hmm. I mean, as you said, Ashley, I'm like, she probably already knows. Yeah, because remember the first option, everybody knows. Yeah, everyone so, knows. Yeah. She going to do it regardless. So let's have fun while you do this. And I'll be Listen. there. <laughs> mm -mm. There's too many diseases out here. And there's a lot of things that are going around that you can't get rid of. And, you know, I'm just saying this because, you know, I am a provider and I have to order these labs and I have to <laughs> be the one to tell them, you know, this is what's going on. And, you know, I'm the one who's listening to either the person's crying or are you serious? Like, how do I get this? And like all this other stuff. And so it's just really, really dangerous out here these days. And so if your man is cheating, just leave him, just leave him because you don't want the aftermath. I know I just got a little bit deep, but I mean, no, that's real. Is it? Yeah. 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 I would rather. I don't want to be in the wet. I'm not going to be in the wedding if I know this man is cheating. Like y'all, y'all playing on all of our faces, and what? you just want a wedding for a wedding. Like we all know you're dating community property. Why would I want to be a part of this? Mm mm. Because yeah, he could change, Ashley. Don't you know? He could change. <laughs> he could. He definitely could. Um, I mean, he'll change probably when he's like 70. Maybe. <laughs> oh, Lord. The first question we should have asked is, is this wedding in Atlanta? Is this a Atlanta <laughs> couple? Because then it gets even more red flaggy, okay? So yeah. it's even more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, round four. Would you rather get disinvited as a bridesmaid because the bride realized she didn't want to have a wedding party or get disinvited as a wedding guest because the couple realized the venue can't actually hold this amount of people. So they got to like disinvite like 50 people. Um, I would rather be disinvited as a guest Simply because I feel like the time, effort, and, like, investment perspective as a guest is different than, like, being a bridesmaid or, you know, a matron Mm -hmm. of honor or something like that. Um, So I could just be like, oh, well, (laughs) I'm at home on the couch where I wanted to be anyway. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I just would have my time back. As opposed to like, I probably took time off and dresses and hair and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So I agree. Especially if I've already invested, you know, paid for things. If, you know, if I've paid for my hair, my makeup, my dress already, um, I would much rather be disinvited as a guest than as a the fifth member of the wedding party. <laughs> I would choose the same, even though I'd probably be hurt. Like, dang, I'm not in the 50. Like, I'd probably be, like, sad about it. But I would understand. So I would also want to be disinvited to the wedding and sleeping in the bridal party. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fine with either option because... <laughs> I mean, if you tell me early on, like, okay, never mind. I don't want a wedding party anymore. Okay. Th- th- all right. I haven't spent any money yet. But like as a guest, to me, getting an invitation, baby, the wedding's in two months. Or like it's it's soon. Mm-hmm. So how do you realize this that close to so there's just like poor judgment and now nah, maybe they lost their venue. Mm. They didn't lose the venue. <laughs> They got so hyped to get a venue that they didn't pay attention to the actual details of the venue. And they probably thought, oh, we can make it happen. We can fit this many people. And then the plant, or realistically, it's not well, they need to hire the coordinator. Fire their planner. <clears throat> well, mm-hmm. their coordinator probably tried to have that conversation. And then they was like, no, it's a health hazard. It's a safety thing. You can only have, say, 100 people here. You can't invite 175. Mm. You know that happens. On that show, on that show, that was the the celebrity dream wedding, which I know there's like TV magic in those shows, but there was a couple that had to get a new venue because the venue they had was too small, I think. I remember that. And I was like, now that don't make any sense because your wedding's in two weeks. Was that one of yours? Was that yours, Ashley? No, it wasn't mine, but I'm that show. (laughs) It wasn't one of mine. Uh, So I guess we would just dive into it. Like, what are the things we're not going to do? We'll start there and then we'll we'll end with like some gratitude of the things that we did like. But 
let's start with the mess. So mine, one thing that I am thankful to be leaving in 2022, this election stuff, these phone calls, these text messages, people knocking at my door, the stuff in my mail, um, I'm over it. So I am so thankful that this (laughs) election and this Warnock and this Walker or Herschel, a.k.a. Herschel. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) And the Reverend, we're going to be done with this because if one more person texts me or one more person calls my phone about this, if I see one more commercial, I am going to lose it. And it's not just that. It's, hey, make sure you tell three of your friends or tell your friends and family to also go Everybody has done voted or they will vote or they not going to vote. Leave me alone. Why you know, I be done with this? I, we're not used to this. Georgia has ne- Georgia's not a battleground state. Like I don't want it to turn into that. I can't do this every every election. We're not doing this. We are about to. Yeah. Listen, Ever since I, 2020. No, um, I knew that like they were trolling me when they said, Tania, your address is dot 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 dot. You have not voted. You can vote on dot 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 at this location they actually took a picture of my polling like place yep. and sent it to your phone and sent it to me and i'm like hold up <laughs> hold up <laughs> i mean but not only that i get like three messages like maybe every hour and yep. it's just like nothing but polling polling and i'm like bruh leave me alone y'all see my voting records I'm going to vote. Leave me alone. Hey, girl. What's up, girl? What's up, girl? Exactly. I don't know you. (laughs) They really come to the house, though. Like, they literally knock on the door. And I'm just like, and we'll call, (laughs) look for you by name. Like, we show here, you haven't been, blah, blah, like, what? (laughs) I think someone got shot like a couple days ago. Like they I, were going around to neighborhoods. Um, a, yeah, child, got, a child in uh, Savannah did got shot. He was canvassing for uh, Warnock. He was no. yeah, yeah, really? him, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Last week. I mean, he's he he's fine, or he'll be fine. But yeah, walked wow. up to somebody's door. Boom. And I like, bet it was one of them. Yeah. You, oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's all they needed. That's all they needed. <laughs> no, they were waiting. Right. You see these you've seen these people walk up and down your street all day. You know what it is. Oh. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. that I hope insane. I hope these folks don't mess this up tomorrow. I really hope. I think I mean it's a whole stupid fool. I ex- like, I expect it to be a fool, actually. I expect us to be looking at Herschel Lion Tail up there. Talking slow. <laughs> See, I think Warnock will win. I just think I'm pissed off that it's even as darn close. Like, are we really this stupid, y'all? Well, see, but that's yes. the thing, Ashley, because it's it was already extremely too close. So that's giving me y'aller special ed in this state. And on top of that, like the whole runoff thing is not really like designed to be like for the people. You know how hard it is for people to have got there the first time and yeah. you want folks to right. come back. Like, Thankfully, they 
the Saturday voting thing. Cause remember they were trying to get rid of that. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so I just kind of feel like they know what they're doing, but speaking of like things that need to be left behind, I left being stressed out about politics behind after I saw the foolishness that occurred in this United of States after <laughs> old Donnie had came in. I just said, you know what? At this point, baby, <laughs> you just going to have to give it to God. You just going to give it to God because basically it's just like you just do your part, do your due diligence. But y'all mm-hmm. ain't about to have me stressed out. Mm-mm. I can't Not every quit. two to four years. Because mm-hmm. really, I mean, realistically speaking, we upset about the same stuff every year anyway. Regardless of who y'all got up there. So I'm still about to be mad. So don't even worry about it. Just take this vote <laughs> and go. <laughs> go in grace. <laughs> oh my goodness. Go in grace. So I think the first thing that I want to leave, but this is going to be wedding related. This is going to be business related. And because... We spoke about it briefly earlier. I'll go ahead and make it official as a part of the what we're leaving behind list. And that is not having a wedding planner. We're leaving planning our own weddings behind. We're leaving it back there because it's too stressful and we don't really know what we're doing. We don't even know all the components. We don't know anything about timelines and... Honestly, I think like even from a budgeting perspective, just from like myself being a past bride and also being a wedding vendor, I would rather sacrifice something else as opposed to not having a good planner. And when I say a planner, I mean someone professional, someone experienced, Someone seasoned, not your auntie, Pearlene, who, (laughs) you know, puts together the church function because Mm -hmm. it's really just going to have a huge impact on how the day goes and how the day flows. But with that, it's like we also have to listen to the recommendations that the planner gives you. Because if you don't let people operate in their experience, then you're not really going to get the results that you could have gotten. So if they tell you, I don't recommend doing this, and then you do it anyway, you're now making, you know what I mean? Like a decision that's outside of what they recommended, what they, with the greatness that they saw for you. So it just puts everybody in a tight situation. I 100% agree. I don't think people realize just how much a planner affects not only you, but all the other vendors that you have hired. If you have a planner that doesn't know what she's doing or he's doing and just isn't, you know, operating in the way they should are operating in excellence, like it really affects the rest of us and how we how effectively we can do our job and experience that we can honestly provide you. It's worth the money. It's worth it. I know tons of of people afterwards. They always say, who didn't get a planner? They always come back and say, I wish I would have got a planner. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, it's better to spend the money than to have that regret. Especially speaking as a photographer, because sometimes we end up having to do be like the planner's right-hand man. 
on wedding day, hire the planner. Mm-hmm. Hire the planner so I can take the pictures and not have to worry about shuffling y'all down the aisle. You know, so yeah. And even sometimes, you know, you'll have people who did successfully plan their own wedding. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, I planned my own wedding and, you know, it went fine. But because you're not experienced in weddings, you don't know what fine is. You don't know that you would have had more time to do this or you don't know that this could have been avoided or that could have been avoided and you could have really just had like an overall way better experience had you had an experienced planner, um, you know, in that role, in that position because you don't know what it's supposed to look like. But because I'm seasoned, you know, in the wedding industry and I know how the things are supposed to flow or how much time is supposed to be allocated for this and what the outcomes are supposed to be, then, yeah, I mean, you got through it, but it it could have been different. It could have been better for you as a bride. So (laughs) I agree. Now, have y'all seen on Instagram, uh, Mindy Weiss has this new masterclass where she's like, you can be your own planner. And I swear every time it comes across my feed, it's like an ad Mm -hmm. or something. I want to comment, do not buy. I don't want to hate on her, but I'm like, don't do this. (laughs) Don't don't do this. Just hire. You don't have to hire Mindy Wise, but hire somebody. And it'll leave it. I mean, it saves you a ton of stress too. So why would you want to be worried about what vendor, you know, did what and who showed up and the color of the charger plates. Why would you want to be responsible for that on your wedding day? You just want to look cute and marry, you know, marry your husband or wife. Yeah. Like you don't want to have to be concerned with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you're not going to have a Mindy Weiss wedding, even if you buy the masterclass. Like, (laughs) let's be real. Like, Mindy Weiss is that girl. Like, she has been doing this for such a long time. It's not realistic. I think because... After spending the majority of the year on TikTok, the girls don't have money. The girls don't have money. They don't have money (laughs) for a coordinator. They don't have money or sometimes they do, but they don't have money for a planner and they're doing it themselves. And so I just wish everybody was more aware of like, just get a a month of day of coordinator because that's probably less And if you scour some of the Facebook groups, you're going to find somebody that will do this for pennies. Like, you're going to find somebody that's going to do your month of coordination for probably $500 or less. Like, if you really look. Because there's always somebody out there that wants the experience. They're probably going to be horrible. Or they're not going to be as good as you would like, but they're going to be better than you just because that's not something you need to be worried about on the day of. Like, there's this uh, one bride on TikTok who was saying how she's like, I don't have the money for like a planner or coordinator or anything, or even a designer. I'm doing all of this. Who is going to set all of this up for me on my wedding day? And I'm like, you may be looking to find someone, but if not, you need to start doing these videos and showing these people how to install your arch in advance. Cause, but you know what I also this is not a leave behind. This is more of a normalize. I think we have to get to a place where we understand and accept that everything is not for everybody. You know what I mean? And that's okay. Just because that's what's popular and that's what you see. And it's like, oh, everyone's doing this and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Like, I just feel like there is nothing wrong with, you know, 
doing a cute little elopement or, you know what I mean? Even if we're going to the courthouse for now and we're going to plan something for later, like whatever your situation is, that's fine. But if you think I'm about to be stressing my edges out and stretching this, this dollar to, you know, the thinnest capacity possible, why? And it's not even going to be a great experience. So if we're going to say that the marriage is the thing that's most important, if the budget isn't there, then just wait and go marry the person that you love and be at peace. You know what I mean? Like we don't have to like try to keep up with these trends and all this mm-hmm. and that other stuff. Cause I mean, people have been getting married since BC at this point. <laughs> you know so it's just kind of like it's okay I I don't really understand I mean I know we may want those things but if they're not within your reach right now I think it's it's okay I would I would just rather just wait or you know not and not even worry about it agreed I just the planner thing Mm -hmm. is a big deal it just it's just been too many times this year and even last year and the year before like it's just an ongoing thing and i absolutely understand why vendors get to a place where they just say i'm just not going to i would rather mm-hmm. not take the booking not take the client as opposed to like putting myself in this type of situation that's like, you know, when you're working with someone for a wedding, it's not like a, okay, two-day relationship. Like, this is about to be an ongoing situation for a year, you know, 15 months, nine months, whatever. And you just get to a place where it's like, I'm just too, in my big age, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't, I'm too big. I'm too old to still be playing these reindeer games with some of these people. And I wholeheartedly understand why people just say no. And even though it's not a policy that I have in place at this moment, it is giving strong consideration. (laughs) I was going to ask if you had that in place, like if they have to have a planner or a coordinator. Not yet, but again, it's on the strongly being considered list. <laughs> Once you get rid of the previews, go ahead. Just girl, listen. I'm gonna be like, girl, what what do the lady do? What does she do? be <laughs> 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 like, this girl got all these uh, stipulations, and you can't. Uh, girl, but do you crazy. see the work? Like, listen, listen. You see the end result. Oh gosh, the previews. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> we can move on to the next uh thing y'all want to leave behind to me all right so this one is for the vendors okay um i want vendors to stop lying in their contracts that's basically what i want if you're going to give me let's say a deadline of two weeks i need you to deliver in two weeks if you cannot deliver in two weeks and it's really like six months, I need you to say that in your contract because then that will let me know whether or not if I should book with you. That's all. That's all that I would want. And so I just want them to stop lying. Mm-hmm. 
That's what they're doing. That's what they've been doing. But I feel like some of my vendors lied in their contract. They lied to my face. They had me to sign this paper and they did not deliver. I'm not going to call out any names because that's just not in me. And, you know, God would probably say to me, you know, you're wrong for that. But I will say, no, huh? That's it. And he would not. He said, the word says the truth. But Old Testament days, God would have been with me. But, you know, we really, you know, the New Testament days, that's when Jesus came in and, you know, he died for all of our sins. But anyways, that's basically what I want to leave in 2022. So vendors, (laughs) (laughs) if you feel like you cannot deliver a service to the best of your ability on the day of the wedding or 50 days you know, or even three months from the wedding date. Um, I need you to say that. That's that's what I'm leaving behind, or that's what I want people to leave behind in 2022. And that's coming from a place of love. Uh, Distress. <laughs> <laughs> what does Tabitha Brown say? I love you. <laughs> 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 you are loved. <laughs> But stop lying. <laughs> Please and so, thank you. Yeah. That was good. You yeah. done? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm done. Mm-hmm. It's okay. given deceit. It's I'm going to piggyback off that. <laughs> I'm going to piggyback off that. It's deceit. It really is, though. I want to piggyback off that, though, because I don't know if it was the pandemic or what, but these photographers and videographers... They're lying. Not you, Ashley. You're good. <laughs> the photographers and videographers are lying about the turnaround. And I understand there are issues that occur. Like there could be mechanical problems or there could be, you know, your computer died and or you're, you send it off to get repaired. I get that. If these issues arise, you have to. You have to communicate that with your clients. Because I'm going back and looking up the contract twice a week to (laughs) make sure, because you said within three to four months, or you said within six to eight weeks, why is it week seven? Like, why am I hearing about people that got married over a month ago and they still don't have sneak peek photos? You can't send off five photos. Mm-hmm. Some photographers, I, I, some people, that's why I, <laughs> that's why I tell people, make sure like, you know, you know, cause I mean, some, some people just have their way of doing things and if their way of doing things works, then rock with them. But you yeah. can't see what everybody else is getting and just automatically assume that that photographer is rocking just like everybody else rocks. I believe in going in people's tag photos and DMing those people to see what their experience is. Because that's what I did with when like my videographer took seven months to give us back our videos. It's supposed to be three to four months. She also threw in our raw footage. So I'm appreciative of that because we didn't pay for that. But around maybe month four or five, I was like. Okay, is it I, just, me? I, I don't see how people are comfortable. I mean, I, I just would like me and Ashley were saying earlier, like if I know that there's something, okay, oh, I need to get back to such and such about this or, oh, mm-hmm. you know, like this email or whatever, it 
really puts so much stress on you mm-hmm. that like I just want to get it done. So I just really can't wrap my mind around a four month time difference. Like I want to reach out to you before you reach out to me to right. let me know. Okay, this you know what I mean. Like I, I don't. I know what we do like after wedding day. That's why I always say to me, sometimes the photographer has the hardest job because once the wedding day is over, everybody else is done. We Mm -hmm. still slaving away, (laughs) you know? And I think sometimes like things come up. I don't know if people get, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm grabbing at straws here, y'all. But like, if you, you know, there's a backlog because it's happened to me sometimes where it's like, it's so much, you know, at one time. But Mm -hmm. I think sometimes like B said, just reaching out and saying something. Um, but some lessons are learned, you know, after the fact too. Right. I just I just feel like if if you want that client to continue to bring you other people, then open communication. But see, probably- here's the thing, Ashley. Unfortunately, some people and this this is a consumer issue because people don't speak up about the experience that they had. Even like with me, you know, with the experience that I had with my last set of headshots, I told you guys, but I didn't really like make that a, a big ordeal or like a public, you know, situation or whatever. If you asked me about it, I didn't mm-hmm. mind sharing, but like I didn't go out of my way to like you know, publicize it or make make a big fuss about it. And so it it doesn't really help people, you know what I mean? And then sometimes people see like certain vendors, whether it's a photographer or this or, you know, like any vendor or service provider in general and see like, oh, they have this amount of followers and they worked with this person and it's like it just turns into this whole thing where nobody really cares about the real true client experience and so for you just being any old person you know what i'm saying it's like they don't really value that and so okay well if you didn't have that great of an experience or if you cancel or you whatever Oh, well, you know what I mean? And so that's kind of what it's turned out to be. But I also think that we have to do our due diligence from a consumer's perspective to really vet people before we invest, you know what I mean? Like significant amount of money and just make sure that it's it's the right fit for us. And it's not like you're just doing it because they're popular or they're the cheapest option or they're, you know somebody that your auntie said was a good idea. So that was actually going to be my second thing to leave behind. IG is fake, especially in Atlanta. It's fake. (laughs) Atlanta is the place where you can come and you can be whatever you want to be, you know, and it's, 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 it's fake. I have, I've seen a ton of brides that say, Oh, I found this planner on IG. She's got a hundred and something thousand followers and blah, 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 blah. I've worked with some of those planners that have those. A lot of those plant those those um those followers are fake. A lot like those some they are is not, it's not that right. does not matter what it's how what it, it does and I don't, and it's so frustrating because I mean technically that is what you have to kind of go by nowadays is what social media says. But go to Google, read the Google reviews, y'all. What does their website look like? Like go other place because anybody could I'm telling y'all I I have seen it in real time on multiple wedding days 
I don't know how to say it. It's a poop show behind the scenes. No lie. And the planner is in this gorgeous gown in front of this beautiful, you know, centerpiece smiling. And then they turn around and they post it on IG. So you think it's been this bomb day that everything has just gone seamlessly. And it is literally a dumpster. Tr it is a fire behind the scenes. So it's, it's fake. Atlanta, it's, it's, it's fake. Now, I don't know, maybe in California or in Utah, it's real there. But in Atlanta, <laughs> IG world, all of that is fake, y'all. It's yeah. fake. Stop looking at IG and basing somebody's worth off how many followers they have, how many likes they got. It's some of the best planners that I've worked with. They have a ton of followers, but some that are also really, really good have like five, 6,000 followers. It's not the end all be all. And then what yeah. happens is I've seen this also some that go to planners who have these really big followings. And then I guess because they feel like they've spent or they've gotten something, a lot of the things that those planners do for them aren't normal, aren't good, aren't, you know, the standard of excellence in the industry. But because that client doesn't know what the standard of excellence in the wedding industry is, they just know they got this planner with 600,000 followers, they're going to ride with whatever that planner does. And they don't even realize you're not even getting the true experience you could have gotten had you gotten somebody with 10K followers or 5K followers. Mm -hmm. But they, you feel like you've done something, you know, because you've got this person, but that person ain't giving you the experience. Trust me, on the back end, we see it. We see that planner telling y'all, I don't give an F about this or I don't like, I have literally, yeah, we've seen them planners walk away. They're not doing stuff and then we other vendors have to step in and do it. and these are planners with 100k 200k followers but then i feel it's like you it's almost kind of like how did you not know this was going to be the experience when you even at the point that you went to inquire that was difficult you know what i mean like you can't get in touch with anyone or no one's getting back to you or you know what i mean like all of those type of things and when you're talking about a planner this is someone that you have to be in constant communication with and it took them weeks just to respond to an inquiry and you decided that this was the best person to essentially manage your wedding no I, at some I, point I, we gotta we gotta let the instagram influence go like that has to relax <laughs> Like we just got, but back. I think yeah. But some people like you know there are certain names that if you're kind of plugged into like black weddings, there are certain vendors that pop up all the time because they're in the coterie or the coterie or whatever, and the whatever is the black bride equivalent, all of those, and so they keep getting posted over and over, and so. You, you know, there are certain like just names you always go with or you always see or there are other vendors that may have a similar aesthetic on the stuff they post. So because wedding planning is so like overwhelming, a lot of these folks don't do research. They just see the first thing or they just go off like, oh, I looked at this person's photos and I clicked the link and I went to their website and I filled out their form. Like that was their research. They saw a picture. Like they didn't do real research. So then it's like, well, why is it that this photographer is not doing what I wanted them to do? Or why is this planner not responding to us in a timely manner? And it's like, 
Yeah. Because they wasn't never it. So another thing, another thing is, I think we already kind of touched on it though. Okay. Well, you know what? Here's another. I hope we leave in 23. And I know we're not, but I hope at large we leave in 23. Some of these other platforms that only post and show black and brown faces when it's advantageous to them. But then when you look and do the research of the type of content they're pushing out on a regular, it was never for this audience. Um, you can call them out by name. I don't like them. You want me to call them out by name? <laughs> you can't. I mean, honestly, it's a whole bunch of them. It was, it was, we're going to put an article about black weddings on our website to make people feel seen, but it's going to be very shallow. One, you lumped in African wedding traditions with African-American wedding traditions. Totally different. Totally Not different. Same. And it and it wasn't even, oh, this is East African wedding traditions versus like South African wedding. It was just black people TM. Every, like, we are just going to throw, I don't know. I just don't like that because I feel like there's don't do stuff half-ass and it's already like there's so many of us that just don't feel seen and haven't felt seen in this space for such a long time so just picking your token black for the sake to check a box or for the sake to post the article on your website or to have a podcast interview it just feels so disingenuous and it's it's like it's just that you brought on someone who's biracial to have a conversation but you're not actually going into any dynamics and you're not discussing anything beyond the surface and i i don't know i just i wish we could leave pandering to black people in 2023 and in 2022 your point ashley it's also the fact that they while we do have our like own things that you know are like it's a black wedding you know what Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. it's still like why is it viewed as as like some separate entity you know what i mean as if you couldn't just include a wedding that happens to be black in the publication without making it oh see look here's a black wedding it's weird it's getting weird (laughs) And why is it still happening after they all posted their little black boxes on Instagram with a promise and commitment to, you know, have more diversity within their publications and still absolutely did not. I remember there were some, um, you remember, y'all know Laniel with Special Event Factory. Mm -hmm. She reached out to me because um, during that time, a publication reached out to her and said, you know, they wanted to feature more African-American weddings. And they asked her, did she have anything to submit? And they would, you know, look at it and try to, you know, go ahead and get it published. So she reached out to me on a style shoot that we had done to send it over. So, of course, I sent it. She never heard a response back. She followed up. I followed up. Never heard anything (laughs) back. So it's like... I've I've just kind of accepted that's what they do. It just is what it is. That's what they do. And now I've learned not to engage anymore. Like the few black girls that you do post, (laughs) the skin is washed out. Like it's not, no, I'm I'm cool. So speaking of like those types of platforms though, Ashley, um, I don't know who is writing these articles. I don't know what weddings they go to, but a lot of the advice that they are giving brides. It's horrible. 
It's not. No, so that's why we were to get that planner. That stuff is not 100% accurate. Some of it is not even 50% accurate. They be lying about the budgets. Girl. Yeah. Well, they be straight lying about the budgets. They lie, 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 lie. They lie Mm -hmm. about the process. And here's the thing, too. It's like, what professionals did you talk to? Like somebody had to come to the table to like make this article happen or make this, you know, how to fill in whatever blank. You know what I mean? You Like you had to have discussed this with some professionals and then came to a conclusion. There's absolutely no research being done. You're telling people that, oh, this is what you're you know, wedding makeup process should look like. And it looks like nothing, you know what I mean? Like, or like they give you some false timeline, like make sure you reach out to a makeup artist at least three months prior. If you reach out to me three months prior, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be there. You're already booked. It was already booked last year, love. Why did y'all tell them that? And it's just like, it just creates like this whole thing, like, that's just it's it's not real but that's why mm-hmm. i think it's also important you know the work you're doing on tiktok ashley and that's one of the things that i'm you know gonna really try to commit to for next year is being more visible um and like helping people kind of learn some of the ins and outs of how things actually work you can kind mm-hmm. of you know hear it from like a professional and i think if more of us do that It'll help educate people on realistically what this process looks like. What, you know, I was even talking to Haley, one of my planner friends, and, Mm -hmm. you know, telling her like, oh, that would be a great discussion piece from a planner perspective, like setting budgets. Like what what does it actually cost to do Mm -hmm. this? Or, you know, because you see the stuff on Black Bride, you see the stuff on Luna Lucci, and it's like, oh, it makes you feel like everybody has it. But then when you get that floral quote, $30,000, you just Mm -mm, get somebody else to do it. (laughs) 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 Now you're like completely blindsided. You know what I mean? I think like, if we do more as professionals and as just like past brides to educate the masses, Mm -hmm. um, eventually we'll hopefully get to a place with a little bit more understanding where people are able to like be more informed, make better decisions and all that good stuff. Because those articles be nothing but lies, Mm -hmm. nothing but lies. Every single time. And what are we doing? We're not lying in 23. <laughs> like, we're leaving all of the. Yes, we're not lying in 2023. We're going right. to be realistic. I mean, realistically, though, like, because even for how we want to expand just who I do, leans into more of that providing actual information, like yeah. actual resources. It's cool to like have a kiki and a video that makes you laugh or something from time to time, but it's also like, look, this is how people feel. This is how much stuff costs. This is why people are doing what they're doing. We need to be able to break that down. I was looking through one of the Facebook groups earlier today and I saw somebody's wedding and I was like, this by definition is a glam wedding. 
But this, by definition, would not make it into anybody's magazine because it didn't photograph well. But I'm like, someone doesn't see this wedding. You know, they see the 80, 90, 100, 110, $125,000 version of this. You can have both, but you need to know the realities and the differences in the two. Mm -hmm. I think also, not get folks don't want to like, share how much their packages are or how much their average client comes in at sometimes. But it's like, you know absolutely nothing when you start planning your wedding. Like there was mm -hmm. even so much stuff after how many years of doing this podcast, there was still so much stuff that Tania didn't know when, you know, it was time to start because it's like, you know, to a certain point. And then it's like, once you start doing the research and start, you know, depending on the venue you want, or the certain aesthetic you want, or the certain details of your wedding, which are the exact same as the next person, you're discovering stuff, you're figuring stuff out. And it's just like, I, I'm frustrated when I'm on TikTok or when I'm on some of these pages and you see someone that's like going in and in about how beautiful their wedding was. But then the second someone is like, hey, how much did that cost? I don't want to cover that. I don't want to talk yeah. about that. You can describe every single detail of your wedding, but you can't just say this cost $60,000. Yeah, This I cost $60,000 and we contributed 15 and my family did the rest. That's fine. That's that's regular people's life. You could be at a big age of 35 and 40 and still have family helping you pay for your wedding. It's okay. Like no one's thinking any less of you. Or they're going to think whatever anyway, because there's always somebody that's like, why didn't you just go to the courthouse? It's always going to be something. Like you don't have to give people exact numbers, but you could give a range. You could say, hey, for my photography, it was somewhere between three and $7,000. It may not have been right in the middle at five, but you know that's a window for someone to actually go go with and be like, okay, either I can do that or I can't do that. Like, it's mm -hmm. just so frustrating to me that there's so much freaking like gatekeeping in- For no reason. <laughs> no reason. Like no reason. But I also think because, you know, we're talking about black weddings and black publications and things like that. Obviously we're talking about black people and by majority, I think that the topic of like money and, you know, how much you paid or how much you made is all like very taboo and it's very like uncomfortable because I just think historically we've had a very uncomfortable relationship with money and what that turns into sometimes is you don't want people to tell you that girl i would never pay this and that for this or that you know what i mean or what you paid this okay big balling okay shot big <laughs> you know what i'm saying big baller shot caller like we know we know we've all seen it we've all experienced it before or you know like whatever like however it's negatively perceived i get that that's where it probably comes from but at the same time we were just at this big age now you know what i mean like going into 2023 we should be able to like just say just it's, it's okay. You know what I mean? Just say it. Um, even when it comes to rates and things, 
Um, I know people get very uncomfortable when it, you know, you're talking about your rates or packages or whatever. And it's like a very sensitive topic for some people. But I think just being able to say it with your chest is a very liberating experience. So 2023, we are just letting that go. (laughs) But I also feel like if you're here, especially here in in the Atlanta area, just know you're going to spend some money. I mean, I can only speak for Atlanta, but you will spend some money. You not wanting to share how much you spent and all that. I mean, honestly, at times we can look at your wedding and say, oh, she definitely spent some money. Because look at her vendors. You already know, like when you reached out to them, you got their quote. So like, if you're not doing it in, I don't know, I don't want to call it a small city, but if you're doing it, (laughs) okay, Utah, you know, if you're doing it in Utah, (laughs) then I mean. Utah is probably expensive low key because it's probably limited on who Mm. you have there that actually like can do a really good job. That's true. So you probably Utah has Mm -hmm. like views. Mm -hmm. Girl. So honestly, you're probably reaching out to people in in other states to come fly into Utah Mm -hmm. to actually do your wedding. So, I mean, you know, weddings cost a lot of money. And if you want it to be done right, you have to spend the money. Like there's no way around that. At all. And even if you want a low key, like not a lot of stuff, that's still mm-hmm. gonna cost a lot of money it's because your photographer. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything's gonna add up. And so, yeah. 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 I remember, so we had um, Omi on here who is over Destiland, which is like a destination wedding podcast and YouTube channel and community. And I remember the first time we talked to her was like early last year. And she was saying how for like her, whenever a couple or like bride reaches out, she asks, you know, questions about your destination wedding, the planning, blah, blah, blah. She was like, I make sure that they tell me what their budget is. And she was like, because how am I going to be able to help educate other people if you're trying to gatekeep how much? And I was like, you know what? So I went and changed that on our like, uh, like bride get to know you form. Because it at one point was like, I don't want to disclose. And a lot of people would select that. But the second I took it off, everybody was like, all right. <laughs> it's, it's a required, you know, thing. And it's like, we're not doing anything with that. We're not like publicizing it yeah. to the world. If you say you don't want to talk about it, we're not going to talk about it. But people do need to know that like, this is what it is. Like, and I know a lot of vendors that as a part of their intake or a part of their like questionnaire or whatever, they'll Mm -hmm. either ask what your budget is or let you know that like, okay, in order to work with me, you need to have a budget of X or, you know, whatever. And I definitely see why people, you know, have moved in that direction of wanting to, Um, ask those questions just so that, you know, like you said, you can inform them and like direct them in in the right direction. But at the same time for like me personally as a consumer, I'm not really a budget kind of girl. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you tell me this is what I want. 
You tell me how much what I want is going to cost. And then let me see what I need to do to get it. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's me. right there. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like I, if I don't know what stuff is supposed to cost, I don't know what budget to set for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, I could tell you the budget is X, but if what I want is really more, that's not me saying that I'm not willing to spend more. I just don't know. I didn't know. Right. And sometimes it mm-hmm. may not be worth it to you for the more. Like, okay, yeah, it's cool. Like, you know, oh, okay, that's not too bad. And then once you go to a different number, I'm like, girl, I don't like it that much now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't want it that bad. Um, <laughs> so it just kind of depends. But I think that if we, you know, lean into um, being good educators within the industry going into 2023, then it will kind of help people get a better understanding on both sides, whether you're a no budget girl like me or something Mm -hmm. like I have lost clients, right? Like, I don't really like to say lost, but like I didn't, but (laughs) we know what you mean, (laughs) but you know, like some people have like this very strict budget. Right. And it's like, I'm not, I just cannot go over this. Not that you can't, but like, you don't want to go over this and like, we'll end up booking somewhere else. And like you, you saved $50 and I'm just like, you did all that about $50 like that. That's yeah. annoying. Like, mm-hmm. girl, it's $50. Obviously, you didn't like me that much. So I'm okay with it. But because if we're ever at the point that you're in a, you know, tizzy of decision making over just $50, and I know that it's not like going to bankrupt you or anything, it's okay. I'm not even tripping. But I know that there are some people like that. For me, I'm I'm going to go the extra for what I really want, but not everyone's like that. So it's just kind of like educating everybody there, there and in between. And we can all, you know, leave the confusion behind. That's real. I don't like it when vendors expect you to know what your budget is when you first get started. Cause sometimes you don't. And I think it would even be cool, especially like for planners, because I think they're the ones that really kind of help um, do more of the handholding with the client, mm-hmm. right? And because they're helping them booking other vendors as well, I think it would kind of be cool for them to have something like whether it's on the site or whatever, like these type, this type of decor, these type of elements are going to kind of put you in a range of X, like, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. TikToks or you know, YouTube videos or reels or whatever, just so people can really have an idea. And it's like, oh, I see you doing all this beautiful work. You know what I mean? And it's like, I want to book this person because of that. And then what they normally do is a $100,000 budget and you're giving them a $10,000 budget. Mm -hmm. You cannot expect the same results. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think... That would be cool to see. Let the girls know how much these flower arches are costing child. Okay. Let them know. (laughs) I have 
another one if that's fine. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so another thing I want us to leave is I want us to leave behind the elitism that I sometimes see with vendors where it's on the one end of like the vendors that like to share the little memes or little jokes about like, yeah, stop trying to come to me to ask me to do blah, 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 blah for like $300 or asking me to do this. And I'm like, why is this on your Instagram? Like, why is that (laughs) message? (laughs) You can't be a luxury vendor talking about or shading people on pricing on your page like i get that and if that's your way of trying to educate right to me there's a there is a better less um offensive way of letting somebody know because i I get what they're trying to do but it does count it does come off as offensive so yeah because i'm like especially for the people that don't know They don't know how much you're charging. And if it's not on your site, or at least a starting point, these people don't know. (laughs) And if you read investment, baby, you sure don't know. I actually had somebody, I sent her my my pricing. I call it an investment guide. Mm -hmm. Do you know she told me that I should change the word that I use investment because it sounds like she's going to spend a whole lot of money and it could be off-putting. Listen... And, and I, you're not the client for me. Honestly, it's because I recently went through this. And so I know a lot of people who had investment on their website, they charged uh-huh. an arm and two legs. <laughs> so photography is an investment, whether you spend 2000 or yes. whether you spend 10000 So that's why I look at it like that. So now on some stuff, I put pricing guy, but I'm like, it is, to me, pricing doesn't, I don't know why I just photography is all you got. Like, you know what you're dealing with, Tania. Like, that's all you have left. Like, yeah. it should shouldn't be reduced down to like what the the the, the rap and the dance floor is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so to mm-hmm. me, it's okay to put it up there because that's all you gonna I have. Think, I think and I, I, certain, mm-hmm. I think certain words, for example, right, convey a certain message even if at the end of the day mm-hmm. it's the same thing like yeah. pricing mm-hmm. versus investment pricing gives me i mean there's nothing wrong with using the word pricing personally i prefer investment because again you feel like that's what it really is you're investing mm-hmm. in a you know in an experience you're investing in you know whatever all these things depending on what what you're actually looking at at the time but also it to me the verbiage is a little bit more elevated you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so it's like the difference between trial and preview or consultation you know right. what i mean trial gives me very much shoe store like it gives me shoe land vibes <laughs> gives me shoe land and i don't want that is hilarious <laughs> it gives but it's me true like, it words gives me mean. five seven nine <laughs> rainbow words mean rainbow <laughs> it's giving city trends for fashion for less <laughs> it's giving God. <laughs> that's what trial gives me and because i have listen 
I don't want people to think that like I'm like you know this high and like I have been doing makeup for so long. I I've done makeup in strip clubs. I've done makeup in the middle of the mall. So I've had clients of all backgrounds. Okay, mm-hmm. now some things that I did 15 years ago. I can't play with it today at my big age. I just can't. (laughs) So when I tell you that trial gave me that vibe and I, I wanted to move away from that because I also wanted to change how my client perceived that experience. That it's not a, oh, hey, can I book this appointment and see if I like it? And then like you're trying out like for a spot, like, I'm interviewing you. No, because mm-hmm. I'm beyond that. I've already put in my time. Now I have a solid track record, a portfolio. You know what I mean? Reviews, experience, I'm seasoned. I don't want right. to play them games anymore. And I don't have to. So it's kind of like at the end of the day, technically, is it the same thing? Can the words be used interchangeably? Sure. But it lands a little different. And so I kind of feel like, you know, the same thing, Ashley, with investment versus pricing. And I think if if the client read that and assumed she was going to be spending a lot of money, then it did his job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you are about to spend a lot of money. The other thing about it is a lot of money is relative. Like a lot That's of money, right. $2,000 could be a lot of money to somebody and ten thousand dollars could be nothing you know mm-hmm. so it's not to me it's not even judging that but it's just i don't know i have three children two of them two of them in braces one of them need braces another one like we want to eat too you know mm-hmm. and if that's what especially with know, what i provide let me tell you what yeah. i think is funny and i think this is going to be one of the things that we leave behind we're going to have to leave it here. We should have been left it, but it keeps following us. It keeps, it's just, it's hanging on. I think that people, they have a, a huge problem with paying for things that they feel are not tangible for them. So mm-hmm. things like time, things like experience, things like, you know what I mean? Like those type of things that you can't physically put in your hand and walk away with, or you can't actually see, um, which is why people tend to have a problem paying for service providers and being okay with, you know what I mean? Like the pricing and I'll use the example, like a mechanic, right? Mm -hmm. If you saw your ledger or, you know, invoice from a mechanic and it had, it was a thousand dollars. Okay. And it was $200 in parts and $800 in labor, most people are going to act a damn fool. Mm-hmm. You would prefer to see $200 in labor and $800 in parts because the parts, you can actually see, okay, I actually needed this. But because it was labor and the time and the experience and the backbreaking work that this person had to put in to fix your car, you can't see that. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel, it doesn't resonate the same. Um, because I am a service provider, I do look at those things, but it's just because I'm already hyper aware of it because I'm in the service industry. But for most people, um, a lot of us, 
a lot of us mm-hmm. and our cousins, it's like, uh-uh, he charging me, he charging me $800 to fix, right. <laughs> to fix XYZ, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but it's, it's the same thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And if, I mean, can you do it? Can you do it? Are you going to do it? <laughs> For some reason, we as a people have a problem with paying people for labor, like especially in the wedding space, because I'll see, oh, it's because you labeled it a wedding. And I'm like, some stuff requires just more like this isn't a birthday party. This isn't renting a private room at a skating rink, <laughs> you know, for an <laughs> event like this is an actual thing. And I, I I, I don't understand it. Like, I get it, but I don't get it. Because it's like, those are the people that nickel and dime everything. And you expect, for instance, say your wedding hair, you want a custom wig or you want an updo with pieces because your hair is not that thick or your hair isn't that voluptuous to pr- give this look that you want. The hair is going to cost. The labor is going to cost. And it's like, well, why am I paying $1,500 for that, for a bun? That's what you think. But you're having a wedding and you are now, because you're having a wedding and this hairstyle may take two or two and a half hours to produce, this person has to drive to you, do your hair. You are basically, possibly depending on your hairstyle, this is the only thing they can take on that day because everybody else has to be, you know, like the timing of your hair wherever this venue is, that's blocking them out. You have to pay for that. You can't just assume that because you're having a wedding that it's as simple as the same as every date, like everything else. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It's your wedding. Like even as far as like even makeup, like I love when my brides go to be because I know mm -hmm. afterwards I'm not going to have to do a whole bunch of work to her face. <laughs> a lot of times people see these pictures and they're like, oh, that makeup artist so good. No, that was me. That was the photographer. <laughs> 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 coming off at our That was me. She'd be so like, stressed out. People, I don't think people, even that, the fact that I would go in and fix that kind of stuff, right. you know, it's, that's what you're paying for. Even with me, like, I'm not going to expect you to know how to pose. If you're standing in front of a fire extinguisher, putting your dress on, I'm going to have you turn. Like, somebody who knows right. these things, knows how to look for light, knows, like, it's, all of that is priceless because you could get it, you could get dressed in this gorgeous gown in front of a fire extinguisher and an exit sign right above your head, or you could have somebody who knows the space or who may know this room that they, this is your getting ready suite. Like I've literally had girls and I've switched the suite. I don't like this suite. The light is ugly. This ain't going to work for your thousand, fifteen, fifteen thousand $15,000 dress. And we move them to another space to get dressed. Mm-hmm. If you know, somebody who you may not want to necessarily, you know, spend the money on for photography, they may not do all of that. They, well, this is what you chose. This is where you said you wanted to get dressed in. I'm just going to take the picture here. So you do get what you pay for, even with that makeup. I have seen brides before she even comes down the aisle, the eyelash is coming off. Like why? It's so it is a difference. A wedding, a wedding um, makeup artist knows I need to do this makeup a certain kind of way so it can last fifty two hours. A regular, even and and the thing that also bothers me when people get these people who oh we do celebrities, half of them people don't know anything related to wedding. 
they come. I've had I've had right. um, makeup artists who do so, mainly celebrities. They cause the wedding to run late because they're doing the makeup either ridiculously slow or they think they're the celebrity. It's it's not. I don't know. I'm, I, that 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 frustrates. It really frustrates me, especially when I'm the photographer and I don't, I end up having to be the makeup artist six weeks after your wedding. <laughs> I will say that, like, there's some things that, like, even from my wedding personally, I feel like I should have gone with the more expensive vendor if they were available. That like, I should say that because a lot of people that I reached out to you know, because they're so good, they were not available for me at the time. And so I really, really wish that I would have chosen other vendors, even though I know that they are expensive. I know that things would have been on point. I probably would have had no regrets and I would not have the remorse that I feel right now. It's like six to seven months later, you know? And so I do agree. I do agree with that, you know, and it's kind of like you get what you pay for you know, but sometimes like you will feel it after, mm-hmm. after the wedding, after everything is said and done, you're going to feel that regret. Like, dang, I should have just gone with that person or I should have just went with, you know, that photographer. Now, when I was talking about the investment, I think I was just scarred by one particular <laughs> vendor because <laughs> she told me that she charged $500 an hour. And this was a photographer, beautiful work, but $500 an hour. And I was like, oh, and of course that just scarred me. So I think that's why, you know, I just have that PTSD about it. But I do believe that like you definitely need to pay a good amount of money for good, yeah, for good vendors. I think the thing is too, um, we just, you also have to be kind of realistic. You know what I mean? Like you, if there's a certain thing that you want, obviously if the price is, you know, higher than maybe the three other quotes that you got, even if it may have been jarring initially, really doing some more research to see, okay, like what's really going on over here? Okay. I see this person has been doing this for 20 years versus doing it for two Or this person, you know, includes this, 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 and this, as opposed to just that. So, I mean, ultimately, you know, back to Ashley C's point about people kind of having an issue paying for labor, paying for, you know, service, paying for time, those type of things. It's, it's really just, it's business at the end of the day. It's, it's a normal business with supply and demand investment points, you know what I mean? Price points, rates could be very different because at the end of the day, if you're only, you know, you're at a place where you're not really booking that many clients and it's like, okay, I need to get out here, baby. <laughs> I got to pay some bills or I'm, I'm, I don't even know what the industry standard is yet because I'm new. That's going to look very different than someone who is at this point, turning away weddings or, you know what I mean? Like not able to accommodate all the increase that they're getting. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh, I have another one. Mm -hmm. I want to leave behind the ideology that businesses or like entrepreneurs, right? 
or wedding vendors, whatever, because they don't have to necessarily just be wedding vendors, but just small businesses operate 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year, because we don't like, I want to be closed. Can I be closed? Can I be closed for a day? Please. Can we normalize business hours? Because I don't see anyone trying to reach Dr. Andrew at freaking nine o'clock for an email. Like, oh, I forgot my yeah. prescription. <laughs> you know, I do want to interject with that because patients will literally call at 3 a.m. and just say, oh, I didn't know that y'all were going to pick up. And so I do want to just. <laughs> They do that to find out office hours to, you know, I'm like, there are some people who call for an emergency, you know, but I I mean, but I will say that That there are people who call their physicians at two, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's probably the same people calling me and B at 12 o'clock at night. Probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. There's a certain sector of people that do not have any and then this is my favorite they'll send an email right friday after business hours mm-hmm. it'll be like friday <laughs> at 8 p.m right anyone who knows standard business protocol why are you sending another email the very next morning saying we're following up <laughs> what are you following up to we got it <laughs> We're closed. <laughs> We're closed. You shouldn't be expect. And then the fact that it says, please allow up to 48 business hours. The business, the, the business hours were Monday through Friday. And it ended at 4 p.m. <laughs> but. but I think it's good because that actually is was on my list for what I'm looking forward to, to 2023. I have been horrible about my boundaries as far as business. Um, mm. it, and so one of the things that, especially the latter part of this year, if I'm out, I'm out. If my, if my if I'm turning on my out of office, my business hours are Tuesday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 4. I am only looking at my um, emails during this time. Because um, I used to be really, really bad at that. Sometimes responding at like, one o'clock in the morning and then people like start to expect that and then I start to realize like I don't yeah it's like I don't have a good work-life balance and then that starts to become unhealthy for me mentally and you know emotionally all of that so I have learned don't turn turn the business phone off you know that no text so that way I don't even get the text messages until I'm actually in the space to do it and I feel like that has helped me tremendously and so I'm looking forward to doing it more and like actually keeping those boundaries because it is it is helping. I think people just have to get used. They have to get used to it. But I think they look at entrepreneurs like you like you said, they don't look at us like we're target. They look at us like, well, you ain't got nothing else to do. You know, respond to my text message. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. I'm with my kids. I'm sweet. I'm resting. I'm trying to get the rest. I need to go back and look at your pictures, you know, or whatever. So um, that has been a big issue for me and I am just now on the cusp of getting a handle on it um and it feels good it is very awkward not being able to look like I've even taken them off of my phone 
so that I don't see it when I'm not working. So I can take the photographer hat off and go to mommy hat. Um, but I remember it was times I would have brides texting me at 12 o'clock in the morning. Like people texting me nine o'clock at night asking me about stuff. And it's like, y'all get to be with y'all family. I want to be with my family too. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And it's not easy though. Like you don't just get to that place where you just have these hard boundaries or whatever, mm -hmm. because for a long time, even still, you know what I mean? And, and this is one of the things that I hope to do better with in 2023. I don't even feel comfortable like telling people, well, I'm not available because I'm on vacation or I'm not available because I'm doing something other than work. You know what I mean? So I would always kind of like just lead with, yeah, like I'm, just, I'm not available. You know what I mean? But being able to say I'm on vacation or like I wouldn't even post that like I'm not working because I feel like people look at that like what so she was available no I wasn't because <laughs> I'm with my man my man my man and my kids <laughs> and they so, don't want to stress out wedding makeup artists you know them lines may not be straight that you know <laughs> the blending may not blend like it's not like it normally does. Like you don't want a, a stressed out, you know, wedding vendor. You just don't. Yeah. And so if that's what it takes for you to get that, you know, that service, then that just, it just is what it is. But I get it. Like it's a, it's a very hard. I have great clients that are like, girl, make sure, you know, I hope you are able to take some time off, you know, towards mm -hmm. the end of the year or you know are did you plan out your vacations for next year like i have clients that do that for sure but at the same time it's still like because we're so invested mm -hmm. in the work that we do for our clients and you genuinely actually like them and you care about them and their experience it's like you almost kind of are like, okay, well, I could just do that real quick. It won't take yeah. me that long. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then hours later, and then you end up coming in on your day off or you mm -hmm. end up, you know, cutting, you know, something short to be there for them. And, you know, for the most part, it's appreciated. But at the same time, that work-life balance is important because while we're showing up for you in your biggest moments, we're missing really big moments in our lives, you know what I mean? Yep. And, and our yep. kids and husbands and all that kind of stuff too. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that even going back to the investment conversation, the math has to make sense because if I'm not going to see, you know, one baseball game this month, you know what I mean? Or I'm not going to be able to, you know, do a mother-daughter outing this, you know what I mean, these next few weeks or whatever, what is it worth to me to miss out on those things and be there with you? If mm -hmm. I'm still going to have to eat pork and beans, like, no. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it's just sometimes, like, I've worked on my daughter's birthday before. Like, it's not... You know, especially when you have those clients that you really, really like, you know, um, and generally, mainly, a lot of my clients, thankfully, God has blessed me to have some really dope people to work with. So you get attached mm -hmm. and you want to go and do it. And then you have to kind of remind yourself like, oh, wait a minute. You know, I set this boundary. Let me figure out how to stick to it. And yeah. Or the other thing is that I end up doing things 
that are outside of the scope of what I was hired to do, or I mm. end up staying way longer than I was supposed to just because it's like, you're there, girl, it's giving, we're on vibes now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm so excited to be there. Like, mm. I'm so happy to like, you know, see her in her dress and we're taking BTS and you know what I mean? Like, it's just, we're having a good time and all of that stuff. But now that's the difference between me getting home at 5.30 and me getting home at 8 o'clock. You know what I mean? And like now by the time I get home, my youngest is asleep. That means I haven't seen him all day. I'm not going to yep. see him until tomorrow. You know what yep. I mean? So um, I think that the boundaries are definitely important, but I know that they're hard to really <laughs> hold yourself to. So I'm also going to be working on that for next year. Also, I feel like y'all are working on like the prime time days of the week, you know, mm -hmm. you know, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday is like for those people who work Monday through Friday, you know, like an office or something like that. Like they look forward to, you know, like Friday afternoons because that's, you know, when they get to relax, go home, chill, you know, have brunch the next day, you know, but y'all are like working every single weekend you know and Girl, so I'm brunch and i don't know because i'm not available mm -hmm. there's no chicken waffles to be had not on a, <laughs> not on the classic brunch day you know what i mean yeah so, i mean i could go on tuesday but it's it not the same you no yeah. and on that they too do have a saturday where you don't have to get up in the morning i want to go to sleep or, you know, you want to catch up. But it is like, like one, one of the things I did, um, especially when I went full time, Monday is my off day. Like, I used to hate Mondays when I worked in corporate America. I, nine times out of 10, I'm not shooting a wedding, although things are changing, but I'm not shooting a wedding on Monday. But generally, it is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, Mondays, I don't do anything. And I used to do a lot, but it's, that's my Saturday. Everybody else gets a weekend. And technically that is my only off day of the week. And if I don't take it, that means I'm not, I'm not getting any time, you know, for myself. So now like I have become very strict. My office hours are Tuesday through Tuesday through Friday. And generally sometimes Friday, I'm, you know, of course I'm working, but B, no B's had to get on me. Why are you doing this on Monday? <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's my, that's my Saturday. That's my day. Um, and like I said, I don't look at emails. I do not look at that phone. It's just me and the rest of the world on Monday. Tuesday, you got me. Yeah, it's important. It's definitely important. I do have another thing I want to leave in 2022. Mm -hmm. And this goes back to the vendors. Not y'all, <laughs> but this goes back to... <laughs> I know y'all are sick of me. You caught me trying to defend and trying to help out a little bit, but I was just blabbing. I'm like, oh my God. No, no, no. Yeah, so, you know, we're just going to leave um, <laughs> not being prepared. Not being prepared in 2022. I need vendors to be prepared in 2023. That's all. That's and all I'm going to say. Overselling. Yeah. Overselling things that you don't have. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Basically, well, again, I, stop lying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have another thing that we're leaving in 2022 that y'all talked about on Instagram. It actually probably did it on TikTok too. I may have missed it, mm -hmm. 
but I remember seeing um, this post on Instagram and it was talking about leaving those teeny tiny getting ready spaces when you got 15 bridesmaids <laughs> behind. It yeah. just it just has to stop. I want, and I think maybe this can go back to the education perspective because maybe people are not, they're not thinking, you know what I mean? They're not thinking about the fact that, okay, there are 10 people that are going to be there with me, plus my photographer is coming, plus my videographer is coming, plus I have two makeup artists, two hairstylists, you know what I mean? And lighting, wagons, chairs people that need outlets, um, the photographer needs space to actually take pictures. How are we going to take photos when this room is in shambles because nobody has anywhere to even put their things? So it's giving, please book the suite. Book the suite. If your venue is not allowing you to get ready there and your venue does not have an adequate amount of getting ready space, book the suite, not the hotel, motel, holiday inn that's going to have you on the first floor next to the vending machine. And now (laughs) I'm trying to set up a chair between the bed and the TV and... There's nowhere for anyone else to go. We have just really had to work in some. And do we get the job done? Yes, of course. But you can't even take pictures there. The photographer can't even get over here because you got to climb over the bed to get in this corner. And in order for you to get out of my chair, you have to stand here next to me while I fold it up and let you back over. Like, the girls are tired. (laughs) We're tired. You want to have space. You want to be able to have food and drinks and, you know, like just have a good experience and a good vibe. So just book the suite. Thank you. (laughs) Truly. Oh, goodness. I may put some hand claps on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Some cheering. (laughs) People just don't think about that, though. Like, they don't even think about that when they're selecting the venue. They haven't even thought that far. Because Mm -hmm. maybe, like you're saying, it goes back to the education of, like, you you didn't even realize that was something you needed to be mindful of. Because you have this room with two queen beds that's taking up so much space in this room Mm -hmm. you got eight bridesmaids a mother of the bride a mother of the groom a stepmother of the groom (laughs) some siblings like somebody's aunties and then with all the vendors that's easily like 15 18 people in a space like if you can't afford the suite (laughs) <laughs> double double adjoining rooms like I don't know I like see how much the conference rooms are because it's like you need y'all need the lighting y'all mm-hmm. need good lighting y'all need space and that's just not oh that can we normalize getting ready in places with windows because 
can we get at least one window? Because it's giving prison basement is what it's giving. <laughs> and it's just not like we can't even see. Like, and how is your photographer going to take photos? I'm just like, nobody thought about this. This is just, oh, gosh. Mm-mm-mm. And it does make me wonder, even the venues, like, when they're creating these getting ready spaces, I mean, the majority of them don't work. Some of the most, some of the, some of the nicest wedding venues in Atlanta have the most horrible <laughs> getting ready suites. So mm-hmm. it's like they're in essence forcing you to spend money on a hotel suite. But I think you- like you could even multi-purpose this investment, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You and your boo, your new, you know, spouse. We'll probably want to stay somewhere tonight anyway, okay? So just get ready there. Have everyone take their things with them when they leave. Call rooms, um, you know, guest services. Have them send someone to clean the room, make it nice and fresh for you for when you come back after your wedding and let that be your bridal suite mm-hmm. for the day. So at least... You know, and I mean, if nothing else, at least to get good photos. Right. Like nice getting ready photos. I mean, it's it's killing a lot of the birds with one stone, I feel like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't understand how people don't even select the venue based off the get ready suite in the first place. Because maybe I'm just selfish, but that was that was on my top. Like when we were looking for venues, I, I was like. I need to see this get ready space. Oh, this. Oh, you putting us in a conference room? Nope, that's not gonna work. <laughs> I wish y'all could come to these weddings, like for real. Maybe y'all should. Like, would y'all want it? Like, can y'all do that? Like a because because I'm a telling y'all, like, the top three things that I have seen that absolutely drive me bonkers. People pick wedding venues. They pay for venues that they don't like. So now I'm there and you're like, well, I don't really like this. I don't want to, I, I, um, I don't like, um, basically they want you to make the venue not look like it is. Well, you <laughs> picked a barn, but you wanted to look like a ballroom. And now I <laughs> in front of certain things because you don't want it to look like, why did you pay for a barn? It does. And then you, and then the second thing people pick venues that don't have anywhere around the venue that is picturesque to take photos. And so I always tell people, like, look at what you're pinning. If you are pinning outdoor photos in a garden, then that's what you like. That's what you need to be looking for. If you're pinning indoor photos in hotels that look sultry and sexy and all that, then that's what you like. That's what you go for. But if you give me barn and you're telling me you want garden, you're not going to get garden because your venue is a barn. (laughs) (laughs) And I I don't... I don't, it just, to me, I don't think, that's why I feel like you need a planner from the jump because yeah. you're telling her what you want. And because sometimes people, they get the planners afterwards and then they've already picked the mess. And then the planner's like, well, I can't do nothing with the venue now. But there's so many venues around Atlanta that are nice on the inside, but there's nowhere around to do anything. And then mm-hmm. the couple tells me, well, we want outdoor pictures. Where? So now I got to put my thinking cap on, you know, and mm-hmm. and pull one little spot, you know, to give you some shots. And nine times out of ten, I'm always able to do it. 
But it is just crazy to come to somebody and tell them I booked this venue, but I don't like that. I don't like it. Why did you pay the people? And you're not paying little money. Somebody like you paying. I mean, some of especially with that food and beverage minimum, like y'all paying 30 grand for these places y'all don't like. That food and beverage. But it happens. Yeah, it happens all the time. And so, of course, a good photographer is going to look around the venue. What's in driving distance? What's in walking, you know, distance around to try to get you what you want. But somebody even I it, it actually pisses me off the venue owners why would you decide to put a venue in the middle of a shopping center it's a kroger right there like where are we gonna take pictures ma'am there's nowhere around here but it's like they throwing up these places left and right oh yeah and they just want the interior to look a certain way but it's, it's some of them are so small where cocktail hour is and where the ceremony and the reception is it's all in the same area mm-hmm. so even if we did want to utilize the beauty that's inside of the venue it's people everywhere everywhere so now yeah. the inside of their venue looks like this beautiful cottage, but their portraits are going to be outside on the street because there's nowhere to take photos with the Kroger in the background. I went to a venue on Friday um, just because I'm like, let me do some venue tours. I want to see what's in the area and stuff like that. I went to one of those that's like in a shopping center. Really nice on the inside. Ciao. Beautiful. Or, you know, decent. But I was like, so what's the average size wedding here? 450 guests is like the average size wedding here. And I was like. It makes me so mad. Like when I pull up to places and I'm because I'm my mind is on wedding days constantly looking. Where can I take photos? Where can I take photos? Mm -hmm. And I'm pulling up to these places. And I'm like, why the hell would you put a venue here? Like where? And then the. Yeah. And a lot of them, the only picturesque place is where you're having cocktail hour now. Even Summer Hour Studios, fabulous. They do cocktail hour outside in the main garden area where everybody wants to take pictures. So the only way you can get those type of photos is if you do a first look, but then you always get the cover. I don't want to do a first look. (laughs) Well, where I'm taking the photos then? (laughs) Nothing takes the place at the moment. Nothing. Nothing. Different, it's a different moment, and I think that you know you get to have that intimacy. You can exchange your personal vows if you want to, right. and aside from that, and more importantly, you get your pictures. You can get your you get more. Everything is fresh. Your hair just got curled. Your makeup just got sprayed. Let's go out here and fresh. get these photos. Now, now we got time to drive 15 minutes down the road because you picked a venue that ain't got no outdoor area to take photos. Right, right. So yeah. having to do it at the hotel, which may not even be <laughs> that nice of a hotel. It could be your standard Marriott that was built 30 years ago. <laughs> oh, girl. If y'all want to go Plaza over there by perimeter, I hate that hotel. So bad. I wish they would just knock it down. I would rather you know that hotel that people stay in for Ventana. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. When they Ventana's that that Hilton whatever it is is horrible. But some people some people stay there when they get married at the Biltmore. There's (sighs) there's that other hotel that people stay in when they get married at the um, Biltmore, and it's not ugly or anything, but it's so small. It's so small. It is so but small. I then y'all be wanting to have kids. 
in in the getting ready space. Get them chilling up out of here. They are running. The- <laughs> Sometimes I think people think it's price. It's not price because some of the things that I see my clients spend their money on, I'm like, dang, you could have you could have spent half of that and got something so much nicer. So even mm-hmm. like these hotel suites, I think people think of the names, like even the Biltmore. Some of those suites at the Biltmore are hideous. You could get something nicer at the Renaissance right next door. So it's not even about how much you spend. It's just t- to me, either doing the research or have somebody who knows what they're doing. So you can really keep a lot of the coins that I see my clients, you know, spending their money on. Because yeah. a lot of it is you're, you wasted it, especially at the, at the uh, Bil- not the Biltmore, at the Georgian Terrace with they roaches. And they water problems, but not the roaches. And actually, you forgot that they only got be having one elevator at work, and it's going to take you forty five minutes to even get to your room or get back downstairs. The Georgian Terrace is not class. I hate the Georgian Terrace. You could you could get a cheaper room that's nicer right across the street at the Renaissance. (laughs) Like it's not even it's not worth. Literally, I had a bride. I told you, I think I told you, B, she was taking a shower the morning of her wedding. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. started screaming. A roach was in the shower with her. Baby, at, the roach is trying to take baths. They yeah. are moved in. They're comfortable. Yeah, they, they have a roach problem. They have a roach infestation mm. problem. Yeah. And uh, but uh, money at a, for a penthouse suite at the Billmore with roaches and outdated furniture when you could have got half of that price. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I said people just don't know. I add one more thing. That <laughs> no, we I'm sorry. Weirdly, and I know, I feel like we talked about this on the very first episode that I was on that feels like it was six years ago, but obviously it is still an issue. And I want to speak to it on both the client and vendor side. Um, mm-hmm. I want vendors to have adequate contracts that are actually of substance and that actually reflect accurate information and all that stuff that Tania spoke on earlier. But once the work has been done to create a contract, I want us to read it. I want us to read it. I want us to read it before we sign, not sign and then something arise. And then now we're going to read it. And now it's it's a surprise. We should just read it. We should just read it before we sign so that you know exactly what the terms are. You know exactly what the arrangement and the agreement is. And it's something that's comfortable for you. And I think that will prevent a lot of, you know, craziness that ends up ending up in the Facebook groups. <laughs> Because a lot of things, it's just, you don't read. And for those of us that provide, you know, resources and referrals and things like that, if we're, you know, wanting to move more into an educational resourceful for our clients, you have to read the information that you're being provided. Because one of those things, you know, going back to the getting ready space and what's needed and what you should look for and blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, how to prepare for the day of these are things that we provide. And more often than not, they're not done. 
they're not done. So yeah, I want us to leave not reading in 2022. I want to add to that though. Can we leave vendors that ask you to pay before giving you a contract to sign? Because I've heard of, yes, I've heard of vendors that are like, pay, like, go ahead, put the deposit down so you can lock me in. And oh, I'm trying to remember no. what it was, but like, here's a standard contract that I send out to everybody. Once you pay, I'll draft up the contract and then I'll send to you. Oh, uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah, some even of these folks are out here doing. I don't even want your money all. until I know you've read my terms and conditions. I don't, yeah, I don't exactly. want your money. Because first of all, that is very ghetto, very unprofessional, mm-hmm. and it just would not be smart on behalf of the client, really, or the vendor. Right. And I'm like, how do you know this is, like, they're not going to change something? Say you pay, oh, here's my standard contract I send to everybody. Why? So why didn't you? Why don't you just draft up the contract and send it to me? Right. I'll sign it, and then I'll pay. It's giving scam. That's what it's giving. And honestly, you should have some sort of professionalism about yourself where you have all of this kind of set up and automated. Well, you know... It should be. That should be the case. But that's also going to be the vendor that agrees to let you pay via Cash App. That's going to let you pay <laughs> via Apple Pay or, mm-hmm. you know, Venmo. The ones that are trying to pay taxes. Things. Right. Um, and so that's kind of where you where you end up. And then wonder why things go south later. Like the signs were there. Mm-hmm. The signs were always there. Extremely visible. I want clients to pay attention to the red flags. Listen to your gut. If you have to, if you're thinking about firing this vendor, go ahead and do it. Because it's going to end up bad for you on the other side. I know it firsthand. already lived through it. So do not do what I did. I should have just taken Ashley's advice because she actually had to fire one of her vendors and, you know, yeah, it definitely took a hit to their budget, but she was happy in the end. I should have went ahead and fired my vendor, but I did not. And so I, I regret it. I regret it to this day. And my wedding was in April. So pay attention to all red flags. And that goes for vendors too, because some clients are absolute red flags. <laughs> and sometimes we just push through. It's like, oh, you know, well, maybe, you know what I mean? Like that was just a one-off. It was just, you know, things can get misconstrued via email, blah, blah, blah. No, no. When they are too difficult Upon inquiry, when it's too, like, when it's just too much static, you just really got to tune into your discernment because that is going to be the client from hell. And if you want to stay in business for a long time and you want to, you know, stay alive and not give yourself a stroke and high blood pressure, let them go because all money is not good money. 
Like, True. you do not need money that bad. It is 20, it's, we're going on 2023. It's so many ways to make money now, okay? You can make money from your phone. You can make money from the house. You can make money in your car. Like, whatever you got to do, do that and do not book that client from hell because you will regret it. And it's like, when you have those type of clients, every client after that has to pay for the poor behavior of one fool. So it's going to make you jaded. It's going to make you angry. Don't do it. All right. So I guess we're going to move into what we are thankful for. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things, what did I have on my list? I think I said, I said, I said one, sticking to my boundaries, um, the work-life balance stuff. Um, One of the things that I am going, I'm looking forward to uh, is focusing on myself more. I am a chronic people pleaser. I'm 37. I've been doing it for probably 36 of the years. (laughs) And I, while I think it makes me a great business owner, it doesn't leave me much for myself, Um, which is why, like I said about, you know, keeping up with my boundaries um, and just doing more stuff for me. One of the things that I do do now, um, I have a standing appointment every month to at my favorite spa to either get a facial or a massage. So I'm going to expand that <laughs> and just do a little more because especially I feel like, you know, with kids and being married, like you kind of lose yourself a little bit. And then you add entrepreneurship on top of that. It's like, oh, my God, like I'm lost in all of this. So one of the things I did tell myself that I was going to start doing was just focusing on me. One of the things I did, I got a trainer. Y'all pray she don't kill me. Her name is Ashley Cole, too. So I'm like, maybe that means God, I'm supposed to be with her. Or that could be she's the one that's going to take me out of here. Either way, that's part one of the things to start, like just focusing on putting me in here in the mix of mommy, you know, and business owner, and all these other hats, you know, that I have. So I'm definitely excited about that. Yes. That's good. Love that for you. Okay. So one of the things that I'm really excited for um, 2023 is really kind of stepping more into like just being more visible. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes unless you really tune into my stories or, you know, stuff like that, and you've been following me for a while or, you know, or you know me, you probably don't really know much about me by just coming to, you know, just landing on my Instagram page. And I think that's one of the things that I kind of struggle with is just like being at the forefront because as a makeup artist, I'm used to being behind the scenes. I'm used to being, you know, just in the shadows and, you know, that kind of thing out of, out of sight, out of mind, um, you know, and just like all the focus being on the client. And I feel like that's how I've kind of run my social channels with everything being about the client and like their story and what happened that day and you know what was great and all that kind of stuff and I think it's important for clients to be able to connect with us and and even other industry professionals just to kind of like expand that network um, and build those relationships too for people to be able to know who you really are and I think that helps or that will help kind of humanize us a little bit more because I know, you know, we talked about earlier, you know, you're just kind of seen as like 
this business, you know what I mean? Like this 24 hour operation that's just there to provide this thing to people. And, you know, that we have real families, real husbands, you know, pets, real lives, other hobbies, um, other interests outside of, you know, what we do professionally. Um, And so I think that is definitely something that I am looking forward to and I'm super excited for next year. I'm also really excited to actually sit down and have some time off to map out next year. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a really exciting part of the year um, Mm -hmm. and I just can't actually do it. I know some people that do it throughout the year, but for me, because like I rebranded in the middle, somewhat of the middle of the year, which was very different for me because I'm always a top of the year type of girl. <laughs> um, so because it, that happened, I feel like I'll be able to actually like put a lot of things in motion for next year, whether it's, you know, reconsidering previews, um, implementing minimums, because that's been a hot topic in the wedding industry. And I mean, I feel like outside of the black wedding industry space, that's already been a thing. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, everything kind of plays out. Um, I am looking forward to all the ways do will expand in the fact that Tania is finally done with school so she can Woo! do <laughs> That's it. <laughs> in a nutshell that's it all right so i am thankful for um or i will be thankful to wrapping up my wedding because as i said before i'm still dealing with stuff also (laughs) ashley nicole is currently laughing at me but i'm being for real like i am tired of the husband asking me, did I email this person or text this person or call this person? And I'm like, I did. And I still have not re- you know, received a response. But anyways, yes. So I'm happy about that. I'm happy about closing a chapter and opening up a new one. I'm, I'm excited for new opportunities and um, just the doors that God's going to open for us in general. So yeah, so that's what I'm thankful or I will be thankful for. And doing more with you, I do. Yes, yes. And doing more with you, I do. Then I can't wait to see what y'all do next. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I'm excited. Especially because right now, and maybe not even just right now, but I'm full-time with you, I do. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. That's, That's- my country voice. That's so awesome. <laughs> Thank you. It happened sooner than I thought it would be. But that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I think it's good. <laughs> it is. It is. I have a lot to do. It's funny. Every single oh my day. God. I am working very long hours. People just see a podcast. There's so much. There's so oh, much yeah. more. And I feel bad for Tania because I know we just been going. I'm like, she's going to be cussing us out, chopping this up. Ciao. Um, so now we're going to move into the wedding vendor love. Ashley, Nicole, who would you like to shout out this week? So I am so excited to shout out Unleashed Visuals out of Florida, crazy Florida. 
They are my booze. I love them so, so much. The work is phenomenal. Their energy is phenomenal. Like the personalities are phenomenal. And as a photographer, I know just how important it is to have great videographers who actually know how to work with other people on wedding day and not jump in front and stand in the way and do so listen if you need bomb videography unleashed visuals and it's unleashed and it's v-i-z-u-a-l-s on ig um like i said they're based out of florida but i work with them quite often here in atlanta they travel everywhere um a plane can go probably a parachute too so definitely <laughs> reach out definitely reach out to them they are bomb please tell them i sent you and yeah, they're bomb. I will say that I reached out to them as well. And sadly, they were unavailable. I feel like all the good people were unavailable for me, except for B, except for B. B was like, if I didn't have her on the team, I honestly don't know where I would be. <laughs> Does make that though, that is I mean, realistically. I mean, no, funny. but like everything else kind of, you know, like... Well, well, you know what? No, I will say that my food was on point. Um, But yeah, I mean, if I didn't feel pretty, then everything would have just gone down the drain. And she assumed you were already booked. And Mm -hmm. I was like, just reach out. You don't know that. No, but like everyone that I hit up that I was like, oh, I got to reach out to them. You like no matter how much they cost. I'm gonna work it out. And I just figured that, you know, since everyone was telling me, you're like, no, we can't do it. We're already booked up. I figured that B, because she's so good that she was only booked up. But thankfully, I listened to Ashley. And I'm so happy that you were available. (laughs) (laughs) You looked gorgeous. Both of y'all. Anthony, yeah, like y'all looked beautiful. Thank you. Indeed. Indeed. Definitely. One of my favorite things is when. Someone from TikTok or Instagram reaches out and they're like, oh, I went with B because of your because of your pictures or your recommendation. And I was like, who else was you going to go with? I mean, (laughs) were you going to do your own makeup? Uh, But no, for real, like Jasmine recently that had both you and Shawnee's and she had reached out such a long time ago but she didn't say like oh i went with b so i was just like okay yeah and then um she also knew courtney Mm -hmm. and that got married at the same location same same hotel on tiktok b who would you like to shout out this week i would like to shout out um an atlanta bridal hair stylist glam by my may i have had the opportunity to work with her tons and tons of times y'all know my hair referral list is is very short (laughs) and she's one of the girlies that i really do enjoy working with i mean she can really just lay some hair obviously if you go on my page you'll see a lot of you know her work tagged there Um, And it just really makes my job a lot easier when I know my bride's hair is going to be together. The logistics works out perfectly. So, yeah, if you are in need of some bomb hair for your wedding, Glam by My May is your girl. I second and third and fourth that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? The vendor I'm shouting out this week is an Atlanta-based wedding coordinator and also event coordinator. So if you're needing someone to kind of help with some additional events outside the wedding, also someone to consider. But the company is Events by Janae. Her name is Felicia Janae, and she is a full planner coordinator that can help you. And she's been around for going into six years this year. But one thing I really like is that she's able to offer rentals um, in addition to having some really affordable wedding packages. Um, We were talking on, or I posted a video on TikTok uh, about a month or two ago. And we were talking about how expensive like coordinators and planners are nowadays. So to see Felicia's rates, they're not unrealistic. Like they're not, they're, they're good. They're good prices. Um, so I would highly suggest looking up Felicia Janae if you are in the Atlanta area or going to be getting married in this um, area and you're in need of a coordinator to help take your day to the next level. Tania, who are you shouting out this week? Yeah, so this week I am going to be shouting out Levy Bridal. I don't know if we've shouted them out before. I'm not sure where they are based out of, but they do handmade headpieces. They do custom jewelry, lapel pins, and all things bridal. Um, you can find them on IG at Levy.bridal, and that's L A V I E dot B-R-I-D-A-L. You can find them at levybridal.co online. Um, they do some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful pieces. Um, even some like some pieces that I've never even seen before. You know, like these days you can find a lot of jewelry, especially for your wedding, and they kind of sort of look the same. So if you want to, you know, not be like everyone else, you want to think outside the box, please look them up. She does some beautiful pieces. I think um, the owner's name is Christian. And so if I'm wrong, please forgive me. Um, but I just wanted to shout them out this week. So um, like I said, if you're in need of some beautiful pieces for your wedding, please look her up. Ever wanted to find anyone that has ever been shouted out on this show and all 300 plus wedding vendors that have been shouted out, which is a wild to even think of, but you will be able to find them on find.huidu.com. So if you don't remember what we said, or you're listening to an episode later and you want to look that person up, or maybe you don't remember how to spell their name or what have you, you can always go there and easily find them. So just a little mental note. But Tania, where can people find us? You can find us on whoido.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. And you can find Ashley at Demi Tosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Belsari on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again. We'll be back. See y'all next week. <laughs>